Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 103. Hey, this is Francesca Moy, the Meetup Queen. And if you want to leverage the power of Meetup Groups, you should listen to the episode of Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest. 
Francesca Moy. Francesca, also known as the Meetup Queen, is the CEO of Empowering Events, a company she founded in 2013 where she runs successful events and also teaches business owners how to become famous by leveraging their following and filling their events. She's the author of two books, Follow Me, Shut Up and Build Your Network, and Bums on Seats with Natasha Denman. Francesca is extremely passionate about using events and social media to raise her clients' profiles to celebrity status, helping them get sold out events all over the country and teaching them to stop being invisible by growing a massive following. If you want to go from invisible to invincible online, you'll need to talk to Francesca. Francesca, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Super excited to finally get you on the show. Why don't you go ahead and expound just a tad on that intro and then tell us what you're most excited about right now. Thank you so much for having me, Travis. Well, what I'm excited about is that obviously I'm always evolving in my business. And this year we did something a little bit crazy. We actually hired a building called the Mafia Hub and we're doing a co-working space together with hiring the venue. So I'm actually, that's what I'm most excited about nowadays is to, you know, take this to the next level and, you know, create communities in all the cities around the world, because that's what we business owners miss sometimes. We're very lonely and we uh, there's so much competition and people don't really support each other. They I've seen that unfortunately they take each other down and I'm all about community and supporting each other because there is enough space for everyone to succeed. So true. Having that abundance mindset is yes. really what separates you from being a taker to being a giver when you realize that there's enough to go around for everybody. So the meetup Absolutely. queen, where did that come from? Why are you the meetup queen, Francesca? Well, Travis, that's crazy. Four years ago, I had no idea how to do business. I had no idea, well, five years ago nearly now, um, no idea how to get myself out there. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that all the organizers and speakers were getting most attention at networking events. So I thought, shut up, why am I a follower? I should be a leader. So I created my own meetup group. And in literally four months, I started meetup groups in, in all the major cities in, in Australia. And now I've got all over 12,000 members throughout my meetups and people start to call me, oh, you got meetups everywhere. You're the meetup queen. I'm like, oh, I can definitely market that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the meetup queen, at what point did you write that first book? After uh, probably 18 months from teaching people how to run their own meetup because obviously of, of my success, I met someone that said, why haven't you read a book? And I'm like, me? I can't even speak English properly. How am I going to write a book? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you know, you need that for credibility. And, and it was true. You know, people were taking me not as seriously because obviously my age and because of, you know, my accent. And I, but probably that was more a reflection of what I was feeling like. Mm. So the book got me that confidence and that that, you know, I'm not just the meetup queen. I'm not just running a networking event. I'm actually building an impact in the business world. So I was like, okay, maybe I should write a book. But honestly, until I got the book in my hands, I didn't feel I was an author. Like I didn't, I didn't, I still don't think I feel an author. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I love, love, love the title of your book. What is that title, Francesca? Follow me, shut up and build your network. Shut up and build your network. <laughs> and in, it's shut up in a very loving way with a lot of you and T's so people don't get offended. <laughs> it, you know, Travis, a lot of people come to me and they want the magic pill on how to pull, uh, fill that event. And we call it pull bums on seats at the workshops. And, and I say, well, I don't have a magic pill. You just have to shut up and build your network. That's how you get bums on seats. That's how you get people to see you and see you as an expert 
so then they want to come to your workshop. That's something that I've noticed a lot of people want the magic pill and I don't have that. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. I'm curious to know when you start your meetups, what exactly is the topic of the meetup? I assume you're talking about like meetup.com, right? Yes. Uh, okay. So when you start the meetup online, what is like the topic that you say you're going to be covering or that everybody's going to connect over? What does that look like? Yeah. So my first meetup group was called Personal Development Brisbane. So it was a local community for me to hang out with people that were doing personal development like me. And uh, I was noticing that people were going to a lot of courses and then going back to everyday live and surround themselves with very negative people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create a community to support people throughout after the you know amazing seminars they were going to. So my first topics were around personal development, which is my biggest passion. I say our business is a 3D printout of our thoughts. Okay. Awesome. Because I do believe that everything starts from the mind. But then I was struggling to maintain uh, consistency in that group because a lot of people were in nine to five jobs and, and were not as committed. So then I started to a group, different group called Entrepreneurs abundance mindset, which will merge the mindset side of it, which I love, and the entrepreneurial aspect. And that would actually went crazy. Everyone will come along to that because obviously there was something in it for them. Gotcha, they could gotcha. get business. It was a networking. So what I suggest is that if you start a meetup, make it around networking and then get an expert to cover expertise that you don't have. Like, you know, if, if it's sales or marketing or whatever you don't know, so you can add value to the group and the organizer keep talking about what they're expert in. So I used to talk about mindset all the time until then I started to become more an expert in Facebook and meetup. And that's how I 
started to merge my mindset stuff and my marketing uh, strategy. So when you started the meetups and they became successful, you started getting people, you started putting bums in seats to use your friends. At what point did you start monetizing? I know that meetups aren't really like a monetized thing, but you can eventually get to that point. What did that look like? And how did you start that initial monetization effort? Yeah. So what happened in my meetups is that I wasn't selling at all, especially the first couple of meetups. I wasn't even speaking. I was not a speaker and I was very afraid of speaking in public. So what I did is that I started to, you know, have present and introduce my coaches or the people that were speaking. And at the end of the night, my clients, the people attending would say, Hey, Francesca, what happened? Like, why don't you speak? We want to know more about you. And I was like, really? Me? Why would you want to hear from me? And so I started to add a 15, one five, 15 minutes a presentation about my topic and what I was passionate about. Mm. And that's how people started to talk about my, they call it my 15 minutes of magic. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've got magic to share. Mm-hmm. And from there, people started to follow me on Facebook. And from my videos on Facebook, then they will message me and say, can I please be your client? And I was like, okay. So what's happening is that they come to my meetup, they build trust, they follow me online, and then they, I must build enough trust online for them people to act and, and to take action and to become my client. So I've yeah. noticed that my strategy is offline and online. So I use the offline to look famous online okay. and then online I keep giving value until people go, I need to work with you. Got it. Got it. So when you're starting, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, I really want to yes. start one of these meetups, I'm getting really excited about this. When they first start that, it should be based around networking, maybe for entrepreneurs, and then bring in guest speakers that speak once a month at the meetups yes. and then start plugging yourself as one of those speakers or what? how does that look? Yes. Yeah, so you'll be one of the speakers of the night, 15 minutes, and then you will have a main speaker, which is like 20 minutes. But obviously, you take a selfie of the night, you take a lot of photos, and then you post them on Facebook, and you use those photos to look like a leader, to show people that you have a community, to show people that you have a tribe. And nowadays, in our brain, when we see a leader, someone speaking with a group of people behind consistently, Mm -hmm. we assume that they are successful. Okay. Okay. I got it. So how many times were you guys meeting up or how many times do you meet up with a lot of your meetup groups now? Like as far as frequency, like on a monthly, weekly, yearly, how does that look? When I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was doing a meetup every 10 days by myself. It wow. drove me insane. <laughs> I, know, I know. I don't know how I did it. I did that for probably eight to 10 months and then I burned out. And then I was like, there must be a better way. But every time I would spread them out, I would lose that momentum and I couldn't get bumps on seats until I found I had to find a better strategy because I couldn't do that anymore. So then I realized that if I had a date already set up, an event already set up for, uh, for example, tonight's event, I will go tonight knowing that I will start to promote the next event in a month's time. So I would say, guys, next time that we're meeting is in on the 22nd of April. Make sure that you get your spots now. We've got 10 free tickets right now. Go The first 10 people that go on Meetup will get it. And so there will be a rush of people going through. And then the first 10 tickets will go and I'll say, oh, come on, I'll add another 10. And at that way, I would have already, before I even announced it to the public, I would have 20 people going to the next event. And that will create the momentum. I call it the sheep effect. Mm, <laughs> because gotcha. everyone else stays at home when 
not only I missed tonight's event, but next one is already nearly fully booked. I need to get my tickets and those people will pay the $10. And that's how I will start to get the momentum. So I didn't have to advertise it as much and I didn't lose, you know, I just, I found a solution to my problem of, you know, running too many meetups. So I would recommend do not run a meetup every 10 days. Okay. One a month is enough. Yeah. So I was going to ask you if that was something looking back that you think was crucial to helping you get started. Like when you didn't have the name that you have now and somebody's looking to do this, like starting from scratch, like you did. So you would say, don't do the every 10 day meetup thing no. like you did. You don't no think need it's worth to. it. Okay. No, gotcha. no, no, don't need to. Don't need to because you burn out and then you probably burn out also the followers because you promote way too much and it's not needed. So yeah, one every every one every month or sometimes I say, you know, I've one every between three weeks to six weeks. But then all my clients, after six months they've been running it, they are so successful that they, they don't have time to run that many. So I suggest to spread them out to one every two months because you don't need to run them as often because then you'll start to get speaking gigs. Okay. Okay. And then you start to go and speak in other people. So you still look famous without having to run your own event. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. There's so much value there. And there's so, I love so much of this, Francesca, because it is that grassroots marketing, that face to face, like hustle and grind that a lot of people want to skip out on. Like you said, they're looking for that magic pill. They want to hear, yeah. like, oh, how do I do that? But without the work, <laughs> you know, yes. it's like, well, they, they kind of go hand in hand. They're, they're kind of like synonymous <laughs> yeah. results Absolutely. and work kind of are like that you got to do both. Like you got to have that. So I wanted to take a deep dive into that because I wanted to hear what it really takes to get something like that going. And man, I love so much of that. Also, Travis, if I can add in there, the main reason, absolutely, you need to work hard, but also you get to hang out with your potential clients. You get to meet them face to face and ask them a question that you always, people wonder about. The amount of people that come to me and say, I don't know what my clients want from me. And I said, that's because you haven't been in front of them. You haven't hung out with them. You haven't had a dinner with your clients. Like organize a meetup and organize a dinner and ask them questions because that's gold. You know, be able to get to know your clients is the biggest thing in marketing because if you don't know you're talking to, they're not going to resonate. How far would you recommend niching down when you're creating a meetup group? Because obviously like you can go entrepreneurs, which is very, very broad. And then you can go networking for entrepreneurs, which is still pretty broad. Do you go like how deep down that rabbit hole do you go or do you keep it generalized? So I always suggest, which is my biggest hurdle into, I'm, I'm making understand people that this is a different way to do a strategy. A lot of business uh, coaches suggest to niche down, which I totally agree with the bottom of your funnel. So if we think about a funnel, when you are charging the big bucks, that's Mm -hmm. where you're going to niche down. You're going to make sure that you know who you're helping. But when you want at the top of your funnel, the more people you have, the better. So I say quantity at the top and quality at the bottom. So I'd say keep it as wide as possible. Uh, Entrepreneurs Networking Night or Entrepreneurs Networking Club, call it anything that is wide and then people will come. And again, the whole point is to look famous online and to look a celebrity online. And once you start to look a celebrity, then the right clients will come and hang out with you going, hold on, I've been watching Travels for a while. Now I want to see face-to-face how much more value is going to give or if it's matching the personality that is online. So people will come and check you out eventually. But at the beginning, we need as many people as possible. 
Got it. So try to go wide and then narrow it yes. down basically yes. to exactly what your niche is. Man, love it. Love it. Let's go ahead. We're already kind of talking about networking because that's kind of what this whole thing is about. Let's yes. dive into a little bit more of the specifics here, Francesca. This is a question I ask everybody that comes on the show. So I hope you're prepared for it. All right. Uh, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Yes. So it's more important who you know, because people are opportunities to me. So obviously it's also important to know stuff and, know, and be an expert, because if you look famous online and you know a lot of people, but then you don't know how to hold a room or you don't know how to speak and give right. value, then it's going to all fall apart. So I believe they sort of go hand in hand, but at the beginning, especially we need to grow our network. That's the first thing that we all need to do because it's all about people. Business is a number game. Business is a people game. So the more people we know, the more people know about us, the greater chance to have a successful business. So tell us a story about a time in your life, Francesca, where a connection that you made with somebody led to maybe another connection to another connection to another connection that led to this big moment of success for you. Yes. Well, one of the times would be that uh, my defining client, Liz Campbell, years ago, I went to a networking event. Uh, well, someone told me that I should go to this networking event. So that's the first connection. I went to the networking event and I saw the organizer was sort of super famous, right? You always assume that the organizer is super successful and super famous. And I was always afraid to go to talk to her until someone introduced me to her. So I went to the organizer, got to meet each other. And then eventually she gave me an opportunity to be the MC at her business expo. And I was MCing at that event and I met my defining client, uh, Liz Campbell. And wow. then Liz came to my meetup yeah. and at the meetup, she won my half day workshop. Oh, <laughs> and really? she came Yes. So she came to my half-day workshop and there she became a mafia. Mafian is my academy. I call it mafia because I'm Italian and it's just a joke. Some people take it too seriously. Obviously here in Australia, we don't have those issues anymore. So it's more of a, a joke and it stands for Meetup and Facebook International Academy. Mm. the mafia. So Liz joined the mafia from there and she became one of my biggest defining clients because she awesome. was the first crazy person that followed the strategy. Uh, the first step crazy by step. person. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first person to actually put into effect what you've been trying to teach yes. people, basically. Let me ask you this. Hypothetically, totally hypothetical question here. Hypothetically, how far behind in your business do you think you would be if it weren't for that one connection that pushed you forward? Look, honestly, a lot backwards because I'm still until Liz Campbell, that was two and a half years ago, I didn't find the clients were getting as many results. And I was sort of thinking maybe nobody want to work as hard as I do. Maybe this strategy is good for me because I am a hard worker and everyone else just don't want to do it. Yeah. So I was actually, mm -hmm. I think that Liz was really my defining client. So if I didn't do that, if I didn't go to that networking event and if I didn't have my meetup, then this would have definitely not happened. And, and I believe it would have took me way longer to trust and believe that what I had was truly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. The reason I like to ask that question, Francesca, because yeah. I, I want people sitting there listening to this thinking like, man, what is that connection that I need to make that's going to yes. propel me forward? And am I doing this on purpose? Am I doing enough of this on purpose? And I think that most of the time the answer is no, because from what I've seen, everybody would agree with the statement that networking is good, right? That yes. building relationships with people is good. And that overall, yeah. it's a good idea to do that. But then I see so many people who just don't spend any time or effort doing that. They read this book and they take this course and do this other thing, but then they don't spend time really cultivating relationships. Why do you yeah. think 
think that that is? I think it's about being in a comfort zone. For me, I actually realized that I was at the Global Speakers Summit in New Zealand a few months ago, and I started to look around and I saw these amazing international speakers that traveled the world speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh my goodness, this room is full of Tony Robbins number two. Like, yeah. And I felt, you know what happened to me, Travis? I felt I wasn't good enough to be in that room. And, you know, the mind, right? That, that's the power of the mind. And I felt like, who am I to go and approach these people? So I actually hide behind the person that I was with. And I'm like, oh, let's just say, yeah, the two of us, this is right. more comfortable than going and be scary and talking to people that are too good for us. And then eventually I had one of those people came to me and pick up my book and said, Francesca, I was looking through your book. I would like to interview you. And I was like, what? Uh, what and I, <laughs> yeah. I know, like, I'm, you interview me? Like, you mean me interviewing you? Like, I was like, what are you? And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm at this summit that is like 200 people, the most successful people in my niche. And mm. I'm here hiding because I'm letting that voice uh, stopping me from making connections. So yeah. I'm so grateful to this person because not only mm. I got an amazing interview with a major successful person in my niche, but also I, I got to wake up and it was early enough in the, in the convention that I was able to go and make amazing connections with people that are truly willing to help me in my business. So again, like the more we are afraid of things, the more we have to do it. Yeah. Stop letting imposter syndrome hold you back from doing what you want to do. When I first launched this show, Francesca, like my heart was beating, you know what I mean? Like I I was very nervous. I'm trying to like put my show out there for everybody to listen to when I'm competing with these people like, you know, a John Lee Dumas and or a Ronsley or, you know, like a Jordan Harbinger. And it's like, man, hopefully this goes well, you know, but it was a couple of months that it took me to finally get over that and hit that publish button because I felt that so much. Like, what do I have to offer? And if you're sitting there thinking that, just realize, first of all, that it's completely normal, that almost everybody that I've talked to that's wildly successful has had those same exact thoughts from their starting point. And you just have to realize it's part of the game and then use it to fuel your fire and get over it and push yourself to move beyond that imposter syndrome. Because the only thing in the end that's holding you back is yourself. Absolutely. Francesca, have you, obviously you're a big believer in meetups. What do you feel about masterminds, like smaller, intimate group settings that are paid for where you try to get in and build relationships with people like on a similar level or a little bit higher or lower level than you are? How do you feel about those? I love those. I really do. It's always great to hang out with people that, like they say, we are the sum of the five people that we hang out with. So absolutely, masterminds are powerful. It's getting harder and harder to find a mastermind, you know, uh, as, as you grow and succeed in your business, because mm-hmm. obviously people are busier and there is less time. So I had a lot of mastermind groups growing my business and they were priceless. And I would love to find a mastermind group now at this level of the business, hundred percent, but I haven't found that yet. And that's why I keep going to, you know, Tony Robbins seminars and places like that when you hopefully uh, be able to eventually find it. But it's also about asking the question. And uh, actually, now that you said that, I was thinking, actually, Actually, I think I've got the connection. I just haven't made the question. Mm. Okay. So going back to 2013, you would say probably the beginning of all this, right? Yes. Okay. So going back to 2013, 2014 timeframe on estimated here. Okay. I know you probably don't know the exact figure, but how much money do you think that you've spent on events, seminars, masterminds, meetups, all that kind of stuff? How much money do you think you've spent on stuff like that? I actually keep a calculation of it because I want to say that to my clients and I say that at all my workshops, 
I spent 155,000 more or less dollars in the last four years. $155,000 in the last four years on just building relationships with people. Let me ask you this. If you could go back and change that dollar amount and make it lower, would you do it? No, I will double it. (laughs) That's what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. So it's just so funny because I talk to people who've never spent a dime on it and they're like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. And then I talk to people who spent a lot of money on it, like you or some other people I've had on the show or myself even. And everybody that I've talked to that has spent a lot of money on it would always say, man, I wish I would have done this sooner. I wish I would have done a little bit more of it. I wish that I would have spent a little bit more at this point when I decided not to. That was dumb. I wish I would have done it. And nowadays there's there's just no more excuses of why you shouldn't do something like that, especially if you're really trying to see leaps and bounds in your business and in going forward in these next couple of years, then it's almost a must. It is crucial to join some sort of a mastermind group setting, seminar, mentorship, coaching, some, you have to put money into it. Sometimes you got to pay to play and you got to have skin in the game to keep yourself accountable. Your bank account is a great accountability partner. If you know that you just dropped a good amount of money on something, you're going to take it a lot more seriously, which allows you to get so much more value out of something than if you just were to do it for free. Absolutely. I love it. You actually, I never heard that put it in that way. Your bank account is your biggest accountability partner. I love that. I'm going to actually, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Feel, feel free to steal it. Feel free to steal it. No, I won't steal it. I will mention you if I, okay. if I use it. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. All right, Francesca, we are getting down here near the end of the interview. So let's go ahead and go into the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yes, go. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Actress. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Tony Robbins, because he's my hero. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? It's changing. Now it's YouTube. More YouTube. It used to be videos. Yeah. Let's see here. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I get to do a little bit of meditation, then taking my dog to the park, and then I go for a walk and then get started on the day. What is your go-to pump-up song? Let's go from, I don't know who is that, but let's go is called. (laughs) (laughs) What are you not very good at? Systems. Got to outsource that, huh? Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get everything wrapped up here, Francesca. What is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Probably my Facebook page, The Meetup Queen, or my group, The Entrepreneur's Abundance Mindset. Perfect. Perfect. So the Entrepreneur's Abundance Mindset group on Facebook. Head over there, watch a lot of the content that Francesca is putting out there. I promise you will not be disappointed. Francesca, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. I had a blast chatting with you. Thank you, Travis. I love this. I can't wait to see it. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.